Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sharp Cuts. If I can finally get these words out properly. Thank you for joining us. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, today we have two guests. We've outdone ourselves again for the second week in a row. Unbelievable. Two guests. First, we have my biological father, John May. Thank you for coming. And second, we have Serge-Jean Menuet-Bedard. I'm trying to increase my French accent proficiency here. We'll see how it goes. She'll probably bury us a few times throughout the episode. Uh, before we get into things, just a reminder to all our viewers out there, we are on YouTube as well. So if you're listening on a podcast, hit us up on YouTube. You can leave some comments. If you're watching on YouTube, Follow us on the podcast as well. It's the same show, just one. You get to see our beautiful faces. And who doesn't want that? I mean, maybe most people. So we'll see. What, what are you making that face, SJ? About your, okay, no, I can tell we're already going to get into it. So before uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Josh, because um, I have no idea what we're doing today. So where are we going? Well, selfishly, this is the first time I've got to speak to SJ since she got home and, and, and qualified for a big uh, one-star in the Netherlands. And I think that was your only FIV this year. So just tell us. What's the world like in the Netherlands? Is COVID a thing? Do they believe in it? What was it like to travel and go to an international tournament? Because I'm a little envious. I didn't get to travel this year and you did. Well, I think right now it's not the perfect time for traveling because, you know, there's so many papers you got to fill and it's like super stressful and you feel like you're going to get there and you're going to be like in jail because there's so many things and restrictions you have to um to respect but then when you get there we were so used to put our mask to go to the grocery to go anywhere so first grocery we made we just had our mask and everyone would just like look at us and be like what are these guys doing and then we realized that uh, once you get there there's like no covid like the the only but you have to wear your mask is like airport and if you take the bus or whatever else so Actually, it was a bit like, um, like finally, you don't have always to think about your mask and stuff. And then you get back here and then it's all like, uh, oh, I forget my I forget my mask to go to the grocery. So, yeah, it was nice to go there and like to feel a bit more freedom about the mask and stuff. Now, there's one match I want to talk about before we get into, you know, the discussions and, and get the maze opinion. Well, how are you going to bring up the Netherlands and not talk about how there's only two things I can't stand <laughs> in the world? How are, how are we going to just breeze past that? Did you make that joke when you're out there, SJ? What do you mean? You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, come on. The Austin like Powers. See, there's only two things he hates in the world. People intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Are you kidding me? It's a classic. Uh, yeah, but it, it's because since I'm French, like wherever I go, I just feel the language is like something really different. So like, but this, the Dutch is really, really strange. Like it feels like uh, something mixed between English um, and like spitting words and like some... Uh, spitting words. <laughs> no, no. So... So like you're on board. There is only two things we hate in this world, and one of them is the Dutch. <laughs> They're spitting words at you. So is that hot fedoma. Yeah, but people were really nice, and then they are like all smiling and stuff, and then they start like they talking in their language, on. and you're like, what, what is that? <laughs> they look angry all, all of the time. <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to interrupt you, Josh. You were going to talk about a match or something. You're going to talk about beach volleyball in this volleyball show. I was sorry. I was a little distracted. Well, well, Garrett, I think as volleyball fans, we all know like quarterfinals and onward. Those are all great matches. But if I had to pick one match that's usually like a a good one to watch, it's the second round of the qualifier. And SJ and her partner, uh, Maude, played lose 22-24, win 26-24, win 15-13. You milked that for all the volleyball you could get out of it, played an hour beach volleyball match. So I'm just curious, how did you prepare for that? How did it feel in that game? Because we got Garrett's biological father on the show, John May, who's all about, you know, pressure situations and bringing those out in training. So when you're in that in a game, like what was the feeling? Because like I said, that that's as much volleyball I think as you can play in a beach match. 
Yeah, well, I think at first we were so stressed because it was a qualifying game and uh, it was our only event of the of the year and of the season. <laughs> so, but at a point we really had a big talk before like going play to play this game. We we're like. Well, we have kind of nothing to lose because, and it's better if we just like uh, start this game thinking uh, we want, we're going to do like really strange mistakes, but we still have to give the best of ourselves at every point. So I think sometimes we would do like kind of sketchy plays, but still we were so intense and really like wanted it that... Uh, uh, it turned out great, if I can say. I think we're going to get along, SJ. I mean, that sounds like the type of play we like to hear about on the show. I'm really want to know because Josh is asking about the game and yeah, you played hard and you won and we're proud of you. But when you got back, maybe you're still, have you gotten back? And when you get back, what's the situation going to be like walking around at practice and you're looking around at all those other teams who are not qualifying, not making it out of the qualifier. Are you giving them a look? Are you bringing it up? Or do you use it like quiet? Like I'd be trying to be like, hey, I qualified in my first try this year. You ain't done nothing. Uh, well, I don't, I don't feel like I haven't, like we haven't trained together this summer. So it's not like oh. if, uh, like everyone was a lot of away. Like, right. so, I, so you're I texting them your chirps. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what to say to that, to that question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not like that. You're too nice. I mean, this show is usually a pillow play. fight. I guess I'm well, trying to turn it into a bit of a sharp cut and it's not working. Although 22, 24, 26, 24, 15, 13, that's a freaking battle in the second round of the qualifier. I don't know, dad, we traveled in some events and like, you're looking at that last round match and it's like, you get some good teams in there. Like, Get some really good teams. One of them just happened to be in the qualifier. Those are freaking fights. They can be good for no you question. for winning that one. No question. What country were you playing? Uh, we were um, play, playing. Uh, what is Almain? Sorry, I just got a really. Uh, um, oh, sorry for asking. Sorry for no, asking. No, it, well, it, that's how guys. focused she was. She wasn't even wow. focused on who the team was they were playing. No. It's just, it's just uh, it's a different <laughs> word in French. <laughs> oh, uh, Germany, yes. So we were playing Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the French word for Germany? or <laughs> What do you mean? It's a hey, you're not doing French. well to endear ourselves to the Quebec fans here, Dad. No, I, I'm not. I'm just curious. She said, I, I'm not sure what it is in French. And then she said Germany. So I, I'm just... It, in it French, we're going to say Allemagne. That's why. Oh, oh it's okay. Different. Yeah, that, that makes okay. sense. It's just my ignorance. It's not me trying to be uh, not rude or anything. But you know what? I, one thing I was thinking about, you know, in preparation, of course, it must have been a battle. But in preparation, it used to be you could look at the country and get an indication of the quality of the team, right? Forget yeah. that now. That's off the off the charts. You got... And and I mean this in all due respect to any country that I might name, but I remember when you used to get, oh, we're lined up against Turkey. It was like, okay, check, we're moving on. But not the case anymore. Everybody can play. It's fascinating. So these qualifiers are battles from the get-go. So congrats in busting through it. Well, I have to disagree with you because I think, and maybe – SJ can agree or disagree. Normally, when you're looking at a Canadian team, you can say, yeah, we're, we're usually going to get a win there, especially in the last round of the qualifier. Oh, 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 oh. oh that's that, harsh. that hurts. That hurts. Well, I'm, well, I'm asking her because she just won one. What are you talking about? She won what? A qualifier. We never do that. Our yeah. percentage, if you calculated our qualification percentage, Josh, you're the numbers guy. How often are we qualifying? Wow, it's that, better than it used to be, Garrett. It's better than it yeah, used to be. Yeah. Went from one to two percent. Huge win, team. Self chirp for the country. We need to qualify more and way to wow. double our rate there, SJ, with one win. Wow. But I what, with sharp cuts, the show is called Sharp Cuts. I come on here, I'm throwing a cut, and everyone's getting shocked. Yeah, well, no, Garrett, Garrett, I don't totally agree with uh, your 
your point because like for us when we go there as Canadian we have like only one event in the in the whole summer but when you're a team from Germany a, a team from Swiss you get all those national tours you, you are really like in the vibe and doing a qualifier is just like playing a normal tournament but that's like so much commitment it's like money it's Uh, and when you get once once you get there, it's like one one shot deal. And if you don't get it, it's like you just throw two thousand dollars in the air. So, it's so I'm so thing, thankful to hear you say that because over the years, and maybe I'm a bit out of it now. Maybe there, maybe everybody. And I will say, teams teams who come out of that Quebec system seem to have a lot better head on their shoulders about that stuff. But I've seen a lot of teams travel, pay big money, and then just. The attitude you're talking about, like being super like this, we paid all this money. It's a big deal. We got to give it our best. Totally not do that when the time comes. And I don't know why. I mean, they're scared. Take it for granted. Maybe somebody else paid. I, I don't know. But that has been a thing I've seen a lot in my journeys across. So I'm thankful to hear that that's not what you're bringing, because if it was, I'd be I mean, I'd be upset. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like that has been a trend. I, I think you're, you know, when you say you're, uh, you're not in it anymore, <laughs> that's the most accurate thing you've said so far, Garrett. But, um, <laughs> but the point, the point is, is that the bottom level has definitely come up. The, the, you think? I, internationally uh, or in Canada? Inter internationally. The, I agree. The internationally, bottom, I agree. Oh, so, so you mean it's just harder to qualify now? At any level, at any level of tournament, I don't think the the you know when you look at it as an outsider and you evaluate and you go, there's one and two and three and four and five star events. You you got to assume well the one stars don't have anybody good in it. Well, the the base has has broadened. I don't think that the peak of the pyramid is that far. Uh, it, it, I think it's closer to the bit. Exactly. Uh, if you could draw a pyramid, it is more like that than it is. I, I don't For know. For our it, listeners, we're doing hand motions here. I yeah. know it's really not helping us illustrate the point. Well, I don't know my geometry that well, but uh, it's your geometry. It, yeah, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> That's how bad I am. But the point being that the, the base is way, way broader, way broader than it ever was. So, You know, it, at any time to qualify, I think it's a win. You have to celebrate it. And especially if you're in a battle, because obviously it would suggest that you were close to the team and it could have gone either way. So good on you, SJ, for, for clutching it out. Um, and I, I would agree. I don't think Canada, recent results, we've had that much success. But, you know, I look at a team like uh, Ivan and, and Deering as an example. Like they didn't bust out, right? But they're they're a quality team, so it's not like they are. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It means that the base is broadened and and it's tougher. But I still believe I don't believe the top end has grown as as fast as the bottom end has come up. I think, and it's the same when you just look at beach volleyball as a whole. You know, back in the day, you'd go down there, nobody could touch the ball with their hands. So that's the yeah. positive thing about not qualifying a bunch of teams, Josh. I'm just trying well, to watch. Yeah, way to, way to counter my point with some logic and thought through points there. I mean, you're raising the intelligence level of the show by several points, and I don't appreciate it because it's uh, hurting my point, but uh, I I'm will, still uh, upset at you for moving out to Vancouver. <laughs> 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 yeah, I secretly told you all the topics and you wrote up several points just to bury me for moving to Vancouver on the show. I'm going to embarrass myself here. No, but that's just a point that that's an observation of an analysis of it from my perspective. I, you know, it's easy to say how bad we are, but take a real look at why the, the stats are the way they are. So, SJ, when you get into... Because this is something that I dealt with for sure. And I know some of our listeners at home who maybe don't play pro or maybe play rec or whatever is kind of a weird thing. Like you work so hard in that qualifier. It's so intense. Like, especially when you have a tight battle like you did, um, it's intense anyways. But then after that, now you're in the, now you're in the main draw. Like now you're 
playing games, you like it's a whole new thing. Like you got to play. And I'd seen and even did myself a few times, like kind of relax a bit. And just because you're satisfied after that. So I'm curious how it went. And like, did you feel that? Or was it still like you're now you're playing with house money? Let's give it everything we got. Uh, I think we still had the same spirit, but uh, we ended up uh, like the first game. We played a really, really good team. We played the, the team that won the tournament. So uh, it got pretty bad for us. I That's think, tough. Uh, I think we we lost like 21 14 24 21 13 so but then uh for the second game uh we lost again but uh, it was also another really uh a tight game and it was against the the team that finished third so i think we had like a really tough pool and but uh still we i think we could have done better a little bit so we were a bit disappointed after the second match but you're saying you were had a good mentality. Like you're going to give everything you got. You just fought some tough teams. Like, because, man, that's, you know what? Okay, great. Good for you, SJ, for having such a great attitude and a great team. Like, not all of us can be like that. Josh and I are still working on our stuff. We can't even handle a weekly show, let alone playing in a freaking tournament like that. Do you want me to rebuttal? Do you want me to follow up with that? Yeah, I was hoping you were going to argue with me, but when you didn't, I'm a little <laughs> bit uh, upset at that, actually. I, I so. think that's what makes our sport challenging is, is Garrett, there's got to be a different feeling getting off a plane knowing you're in the main draw versus in the qualifier. And I think that would, what makes our sport unique. And I know like tennis has qualifiers, golf has qualifiers, but like in team sports, you kind of know what's up. Where in beach volleyball, like even just knowing you're secured and have your hotel and food paid for has got to change. Like you said, maybe you finally make it. So you let your guard down like it's. I feel for our players sometimes because what'd you say, SJ? Probably two thousand dollars for that one tournament. Uh, I think it was a, a thousand. Uh, well, uh, sorry, I didn't understand well the question, but yeah, it took it cost us like two a bit more than two thousand. Yeah. And for our Which, listeners, if you don't qualify, you're paying for your your own hotel, your own food. Like it basically means you're you're paying for your whole trip. Versus if you qualify now, you have a place to stay, you have like food provided, all that stuff, right? Yeah, but that tournament we there was not a hotel provided and no food, so we we didn't have that security either. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think I don't think you guys are going to be able to suggest that once you qualify that it doesn't cost you money. These athletes are have to dig deep to fund themselves to play the FIVB, and because of that, the FIVB without question has to change their format in the big events to give teams because it there's way more parity now a team that could you know break through a qualifier at a lower star event can now do some damage like it's there's the parity is there that like now that the base is broader you got to go deeper and you got to go to single limb you know so what do you what do you think about because this is interesting dad you're getting on a bit of a soapbox making a message to the fivb i like it i hope they're listening i mean if you are subscribe hit us up in the comments below that would be amazing fivb i'm talking directly to you anyways i'm curious what you think about because tennis is pretty similar in terms of its structure to volleyball with the point systems and then the kind of tournament-based system similar to golf as well but that's just got very weird rules but so what do you think about beach volleyball going to a more tennis format where you extend the matches a little bit longer you extend the tournaments a little bit longer and then you open it up for more people so and you go straight single limb so i know in a beach volleyball match say instead of two out of three going best three out of five but you're only ever going to play that one game in a day i think you go to best out of five all the games are to 15 points no caps and that's the way you do it and it's single limb like that 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 gives definitely the opportunity within a match for a team to recover. And it gives them, you know, the games are more exciting because they're a bit shorter. So you're going to have more games going into overtime and, uh, you know, three out of fives, a better, you know, and yeah, I, I don't know about one game a day though. I, I don't think, you know, you play five sets of 15, you could probably do two a day. Well, you could, but if you have a, a first round of, 64 teams yeah you're like, probably not going to get it in but you could i'm saying teams could yeah. still play two in a day if you had the facility to manage it you know one in the morning and one in the afternoon it, i love it's that not, it's not like tennis where you're out there for five hours you know or four hours if you right but a little out. bit more than 40 minutes like we practice for Absolutely. two hours and then we play the game it's 30 minutes a hundred percent 
and it, it's it, you know what? And the, the parody's there. You need to open up the tour. Athletes are paying their own ways anyway, and the top teams aren't making any money. It's time. And plus, all the countries, that's the other thing, too. There's way more parity in the countries. All countries, well, I won't say all countries, but a lot of countries now have quality teams. Who would have thought in a million years that Norway was going to, there, there's three European teams on the podium in the men's side, Norway at the top. Who would have ever thought that? You know, I know they had a good team back in the day with Jan and Bjorn, but, and well, they've had a few good teams, but the, for them, no, for them to be the best in the world at the Olympics, that, that was, you know. And then guitar, like, come on, like it, it needs to be more yes. open. You know, I, I love it. Right. I know Josh is going to hate it. Why? Cause, or maybe he's going to sit on the fence. I'm looking at him. Yeah. Lukewarm on it. L- lukewarm on the three out of five. I, I think I honestly enjoy like when the U S open and Canadians are doing well on the women's side, I started to watch a few tennis matches. I like the women's matches because they're a little bit shorter than the guys match. I can't watch a four hour tennis match. So I think the women in tennis actually play a two out of three. And I thought that was pretty fan friendly as far as dedicating my afternoon to watching a game where I kind of like the festival feel of a beach tournament where you watch this game and you watch that game and you watch this game. I don't know if I want the best out of five, Garrett. That would be my only pushback. But even to open it up, John, does that mean we're getting rid of country quota? Because I think there's there's some Brazilians probably getting pushed out of tournaments that could maybe be in tournaments. So if we open it up to 64, do you lessen the country quota? Because some of those country quota matches are getting pretty good, too, where like the, the U.S. women are always kind of squeezing out one good team every tournament, it feels like. Let's face it. On the U.S. and Brazil are... I'm going to say they're not the dominant countries anymore. You heard it here first, folks. That's a sharp cut if you've ever heard it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see them on the podium on the men's side. No, take that. <laughs> no, no disrespect. So, no full disrespect. Yeah, and I think the the point is this: is is there should be tournaments where you limit the number of teams from a country when they're specific around a qualifying for the olympics there needs to be specific tournaments Mm. that are for that but the world tour needs to be open it needs to be the best in the world every weekend out there and if there's 10 teams from brazil that are good why would we be limiting them i I think that's that's so old school it's time that that went away open it up let the best be the best and because i'm telling you there's more parity countries are going to knock off brazil Especially if there's more Brazils in the tournament, more more teams well, to knock off. We got Same one reason to knock to keep them out of the tournament, and it's less good teams for Canada to have to deal with. Because we've rarely been in the heavy country quota situation. So my hometownness just says, hey, let's keep it like that for a little while longer until Canada's getting five or six teams in. Then <laughs> let's open it up, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's that's just so ridiculous. But I, 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 I it's honest. That. Well, you I don't feel the same way. Canada. No, no, I don't think it's about Canada. That no disrespect. Okay, all altruistic guy these, over there. No, but for these athletes, yes, you're representing your country, but that's not why you're in the tournament. You're representing yourself, and and if your country's going to get in the way of you representing yourself, that's not very nationalistic. And that's what's happening in some of these countries. The fact that they're playing for their country is meaning they can't become the best in the world. Like it doesn't make any so sense. It's, let's extend that though, change. because that's kind of a, a thing that we've noticed in Canada. We talked a little bit about last week and weeks before about Canada being so freaking massive. And some of these other countries, it's like a four hour drive to drive across the entire country. You know, I recently did the drive across the country. It was 48 hours to get the whole way like that's a long ass drive just to get from one end to the other so like what would that do to a canadian mentality where if you don't have to compete as much for country quota spots for single births it's like you go and you take your shot on your own would that do you think open up the culture for a little bit more of a you know decentralized approach where hey we got a camp over here you guys train over there you do your thing you get your own style like and maybe even we'll fund you like we'll we'll split the money up that way because that you know that's opening it up for a more broad approach open 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 opens opening open opens that's that's the quote of the episode and i'm putting it on the thumbnail because i agree open opens josh 
Yeah. And, and you know what? Right now, there's got to be people thinking, ah, forget it. I can't get in. I got to, this takes forever. I, I kind of was asking that because I was curious about SJ because I know like we've seen some great players coming from Quebec and I want to use one as an example. Uh, Carl de Grand Prix. Do you remember him? That guy right. was a physical freaking specimen. He was hitting A balls over top of the guy in the front row indoors to a silver medal at nationals, like single handedly, like unbelievable player who played a little bit of beach, but never really felt like at home. His English wasn't that great. And so it was a very unwelcoming place. If we had this more spread open is open, open opens mentality, would that guy have had a better chance, better experience, better results? I well, think I'm going so. to go with my first sharp cut of the episode, Garrett. Let's just admit it. When he was playing for Laval and one player of the year, he was like 24 or 25 because he went to Sajap and then he went to university. So, yes, yes. of course, a 25 year old was hitting a balls against your Western guys where you're like 21, 22, maybe. So let's just ask us that for the listeners that Carl is a great player. But I, I think his university career is a little bit asterisk for me. But yes, I wish he would have stayed on the beach a little bit longer. Okay, well, just so you know, the question was directed at SJ, Josh. So I think your answer is no there. So we're going to ignore that. I'm curious what you think, SJ, because we, Josh, come from the spot where everybody's forced to go. Right? SJ doesn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I understand what you mean. Well, I always say that I feel way more funnier in French than in English. And I feel like when you can be yourself and when you can, like, uh, feel like you are on the, your comfort zone like not too much in your comfort zone but you know when you feel comfortable this is where you have the place to grow and to go out, outside of your comfort zone so i guess if you open a bit more players to to be more comfortable uh maybe it's gonna it can give them a little bit more space to grow and to uh, to become better players even if they're a bit older Wow. SJ, in one smooth English framed sentence, just buried both you and I, Josh, in one go. And you know what? We appreciate the intelligence, SJ, but I mean, your points are too eloquent for us to really comprehend. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but uh, I think she a subtle jab there at your point about Carl being old there, Josh. I don't know. I, I, I could sense a hint of it in there. I think, sorry, not about Carl, but I think she did a great job of following up on the open is open when she said being in your comfort zone allows you to get uncomfortable. Are you trying to deflect the focus from you saying open opens? No, I'm saying it's the same thing. Being in your comfort zone enables you to be uncomfortable. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Like, and we can even like push it to the qualification when you are a Swiss team going in, Germany for qualification game, you are in your comfort zone and you are comfortable. So that allows you to qualify and then to go on the uncomfortable that is like playing in the main draw and stuff. So, yeah, I agree. You have to be comfortable to take risk, even though that's uncomfortable. You know, so Josh. This is really challenging. I know some of your your stuff with the coaching thing, because here's the question. Could you relinquish some control over the group to like to spread it over to different areas to aid in the comfort zone, getting uncomfortable aim there? I think we're not there yet, Garrett. And as, as a big fan of our sport, I can tell you like 2006, seven, eight, nine. Canada was not doing that well. And when we created a centralized program, then our results started to go up. Like there was a point where like our senior carding was like, if you get a 17th at an open, well, that's like laughable for Heather and Brandy and Sarah and Mel right now. Right. So I think the the centralized model was needed, but now the program is growing and, and we have tournaments. And I, I guess last week's episode, you could call the Vancouver episode. So now we can make this one a Quebec episode. We can learn more about the program there with SJ. But I think we're close to that, Garrett. I don't think you could start it today and you would get results because we're, we're still not, I don't think we're deep enough. I don't think there's enough coaches available. I don't know if there's enough funding to start spreading it across the country where a centralized program kind of helps you share resources a little bit more than spreading it would right now. Well, I'm going to make a sharp cut because you made a statement that the centralized program helped improve our results. And this is maybe going to sound a bit egotistical, but I mean, I think it's in theme. 
I'm going to say I don't think it was a centralized program because when you think about some of our watershed results from that time period, I mean, I don't know what you think of, but I think of our first world championship victory ever and our first women's tournament victory ever. And there were three Mays at the heart of those two events and huge pieces in that. And I think that was a huge part of leading that. So I'm taking full credit for the maze. Yes, dad, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Christina <laughs> play together if the program wasn't centralized? Would they be coached by John May if the program wasn't centralized? Like you're forgetting the ripple effect that brought together what happened there. <laughs> no, it's all us, John. It's me. It's the maze. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. When we, when the first time I was on this show, my briefing prior was we couldn't take any sharp cuts at, at the establishment. And here, Josh is getting ripped to shreds and the program. But if, if it's open for debate, centralized well, hey. versus non-centralized, I'm, I'm fully ready to jump in. But no, we're so not ripping the program eight episodes and now he's ready to unleash right now. Yeah, like, no, we're not <laughs> ripping the program and Josh. We're talking about the mentalities. Josh and the team are doing great things. We know that okay. I'm trying to take full credit for us. <laughs> well, you know what? To Josh's point, there's a lot of factors that went into the results that have come out here. And uh, I think there was, uh, you know, I. I don't want to get into a deep analysis of of what attributed to where we're at today, but um, I think there's there is a Josh. You said it so matter of factly about what it is. You said, "Well, it needed the program wasn't doing well, and we centralized, and now look at how great we are." I think that's I think that's pretty gray, <laughs> and I think you do yep. open yourself up for a a pretty solid onslaught out of attack that would maybe suggest that mm, that's not the case. You know, mm. if you do a full, <laughs> no, a full it's gray because it was the maze. I think we've already <laughs> established that. That's why it's gray. And I think yeah. we like, come Holy on. Cow. Hey, Hey, I, I did a poor job raising you. Do you not understand, <laughs> do you, do you not understand <laughs> humility? Is you weren't like that comes on the show to absolutely like bury me. Hey, you weren't like that when you were living in Ontario. Is that the oh. mentality now that's starting to get oh, okay? Like us from Ontario and Quebec, we don't talk like that. Like, what are you doing? What did what have you become? What have they done yeah. to you out there? Yeah. Where's yeah. The, where's no, I was my, waiting for where's that. Where's my Garrett? Where's my Garrett? <laughs> Who captured him? I was this, waiting when that would come. Egotistical maniac in his place. <laughs> Give me back my Garrett. <laughs> Yeah, when was that going to come? Hey, you moved to Vancouver. You're a different man now. I knew that was coming sometime. And here yeah. it is in front of everybody, all the tens of listeners out there. Thank oh. you so much for watching, listening to us air our dirty laundry Esther, on the listen, show. I'm, I, You know what? It's great to meet somebody new. Just the first time I've been on the show with somebody that I've never met before. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that you brought such a... Uh, a mature, intelligent perspective to what's going on. And if I don't, I, I'm not even clear if your comment was that you support uh, decentralization based on people being more comfortable in their volleyball development. Is that actually what you were trying to say? Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit boring for the show, but I don't, I'm not sure if, um, um, I don't know how to say, it's not, I don't knit, I think both are great, but I think um, sometimes it's it's good to think about change and what does the success like right now. If you look at the team that that have success, they are not the teams that are centralized. Oh, so I, I thought you said I thought you said sexist, and I was going to go. Oh, oh no. what? Yeah, I was worried where that was headed Whoa, for a second, but I, I, we we, we collected it. Here? Success, we, we collected it. Success. Success. Sorry about that. Okay. So no, it's oh, okay. I, I mean, only I those. Yeah, no. Totally uncomfortable, but okay. Success. Well, I feel better about that. Yeah. So when you look at the team that have success, is that okay? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have 
like right now when I look at it, it's not the the team that I train with. It's the team that are outside and that train uh, and that are not centralized. So I think we have to ask ourselves question is that a system that has to be there like the whole time does it have to be like more flexible what it, i don't think there's a a good answer to that but it's certainly something we can like uh think about yeah you're raising the intelligence level of this show again and i also am picking up on the subtle jabs and maybe you didn't mean to but i'm it's my it's what i'm here for the subtle jabs when you think about the people who have success it's not the people you're training with oh Take that, people you're training with. Have some success. Get on it. That's not what I meant. But no, I know what you it. meant. And it, it's, it is an interesting thought, like trying to take the... Because, I mean, when you think about it compared to other sports in our country and around the world, the sport is pretty young, right? Like, generally. It hasn't had a lot of years of history to kind of evolve, and especially a lot of years of history at a professional level to evolve. So we're still kind of learning these things. So what is really the best? What's going to make the most sense? Um, When you think about other sports, there's so many more opportunities. Like think about in Canada for hockey, guys who aren't part of the national team at the junior level, there's so many other opportunities for them to play at a high level, to train, to get better. That's not, you know, wherever the center is. And just our sport is so young, yet so many people still play. We just don't have those kind of things established in this country. But I also think it's not unique to us. Like, I think a lot of other countries deal with that, too. It's just a little bit easier for countries who are maybe smaller geographically. I don't know if that I don't know if you know much about what other countries do, Josh, but like. Somebody moving from Vancouver to Toronto to play is a lot different than somebody moving from Dusseldorf to Berlin to play. Yeah, and I think uh, Estée brought it up, like uh, her personality in French, right? Like she's funnier in French, right? Like I even tried, I I hired Simone Factu-Boutin to give me some French words so I could work on my French because a lot of our summer group were French speakers. The challenge there is they wanted to work on their English when I was working on my French, so we didn't get anywhere there, but we tried where... No, no, you speak French and then they respond in English. It's perfect. Yeah, then we both get lost. Anyways, but yeah, the geography (laughs) thing I think is an issue. Uh, I think the the language is a little bit unique where I think like if you're from Germany, you, you speak... German everywhere you go where SJ drives to Toronto and she wants to speak French and we don't. Right. So I think that's a challenge that's unique to Canada. Like I, I I think there's a lot of great things about Canada, but there are some challenges that maybe somebody with a high population, low land, like Germany, Swiss, Austria, like those countries are, are, are pumping out players right now. And I think it's that that has to be part of it. Yep. Yep. I think what would be an amazing concept is to keep the athletes decentralized in training groups. So you've got groups all across the country training and travel the experts like yourself, Josh, to different markets to connect in those markets and take the brand. Hey, hey, let's not glaze over that. You are an expert, Josh, my boy. So then then you're just taking... I wasn't raised right, and you're an expert. (laughs) You you take... That one hurt, eh? Like you're going to bring that up a couple more times? I said that before I realized what it was. I realized it's the move out there that did it. So, uh, but you understand that that's a different concept, right? Because then you get everybody, let's face it, it's less expensive. These people are still young. They stay in their comfort zone at home, but then they, you know, the national team program somewhat travels to them. And, and then, you know, because there are centers, year round centers in multiple markets now, right? You know, meaning beach centers, um, and I think the sport is, it, you know, I think we're evolving to a place where, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's time for another look. But all this talk whatever. about comfort zones has me just thinking about the comfort zone in Toronto, which is an after hours club that's really scuzzy and a terrible place to be. So every time we talked about being in the comfort zone, I just think, no, I don't want to go there. That's an awful place. So maybe that's just me. 
Well, yeah, my mind wasn't going after hours. I don't think I've ever been one. But uh, John, we actually kind of dipped our toe in that concept. Uh, Heather Bansley, Anna Dunsoon, and I, we went to Halifax last weekend and then we coached off about 40 kids uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, about 18 coaches kind of joined us. Volleyball Nova Scotia has a, a beautiful facility there with 12 beach courts. So I think that concept of us going to coach 40 kids there where I don't think 40 kids are going to get on a plane and fly to nationals and you don't get coached up at nationals. So it, it's a different opportunity. Uh, I don't think they're going to fly to a trials or even to a tryout if they, if they don't, if they're not confident. Right. So I think that model of, of taking experts, whether it's me or not, thank you for including that. But if it's Garrett, you know, maybe we'll, we'll fly him somewhere, but coach up a bunch of kids in their home province and then, kind of streamline it a little bit. I think it creates more opportunities for kids versus like, I think it eliminates the barrier of cost for the athlete uh, because it's cheaper to fly three experts to a province than expect the province to send kids to Toronto. Right. Okay. So have we, did we come full circle here? Did we establish a philosophy open opens and then establish how we could do it and then showed evidence of how we're trying to do it and how it's making a difference. Is that what just happened on this show? We just solved the issue. What the hell is going on here, Josh? We did it. We won sharp cuts. That's a full win for us. Put it on the board. One to 27. We're down big. (laughs) Now, you said 12 courts. Is that 12 courts indoors? Uh, outdoor beach courts that they, oh. they, there's a nice little sports complex there. Like there's an arena with like four ice pads, two nice, like artificial turf fields. And then they have this space of two rows of six courts mesh all the way around, like a, a beautiful facility. Yeah, yeah. So. But what about, what about an indoor beach facility? Is there one out there? No, I, I don't even know if there's anything East of Toronto. Like SJ, is there indoor? Oh, yeah, there, there, Quebec? yeah, 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 there is. No. Oh, yeah, In there. Quebec, it's there. There's no, not anymore. It's gone. Oh, really? Yes. Is so I think Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Vancouver would be the indoor facilities, but I think they're they're fewer and fewer now. Even Toronto's down to one, right? We used to have three. Yeah, Winnipeg has true. one? Yeah. Yes. Winnipeg is an indoor beach facility. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> what, you, you just call out to your space there? You, is that how you guys work out west there? You just yell out? Yeah, I call Winnipeg? out into the void and answers yeah. come to me. From, wow, that's from the great beyond. That's amazing how that works. Yeah, it's awesome. Hi, Maria. I miss you. Okay, relax, okay? Sorry, sorry. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm ready to change topics. because, I, I, Like, what do you mean? We want to talk about this more? We fixed it. We solved the problem. We never do that. Okay, I'm just curious. Let me know the next time you're in Winnipeg. We'll organize a, a camp there. We'll coach up some kids and uh, you can show me Winnipeg. Yeah, I will. Now there's a tight window where it's actually good enough weather to play. So we'll have no, to take advantage. Beach. Indoor beach. Right. Yeah. It's the only one though. So it's probably, anyway, um, I'm curious because the theme has been a little bit about open, open opens. Um, but I'm curious from your perspective, SJ, because this is something that I talked a little bit with about when I was playing with some of the guys from Quebec who'd come over. They were always my favorite to partner with because they were they just didn't have the like stuff that we did day in and day out. They just had different things. They didn't do it. So it was always so much fun and so refreshing. So I'm curious from your perspective, when you come to Toronto, the Anglophones you train with, like what are some of the weirdest things that we do that you're like, this is stupid. We, we don't do that back in Quebec. Oh, when you guys warm, well, I don't know if it's a men's thing, but the girls, when they warm up, they like, when they throw balls to warm up their shoulder, they also toss their ball, jump, and eat, uh, hit at each other. And for us, like, it's not something we do. We think it's really strange. Like, so what do you do? You just toss it to yourself and then hit it? Yes, and then you jump when, you, when there's a net. What's the point of jumping when there's no net? So that is very weird of us that we, so Josh, like I expect you then let's revisit that. Like, let's take some notes here. Right. Like, Did I mean, you see how quickly she thought of that Garrett, that's been grinding her gears for a while where she just doesn't understand why we do that. Also the, the small balls, you take small balls to warm up your shoulder. Why? Yeah, I think, I, think I, just I a normal that's ball. the stupidest thing I've ever seen in the entire sport using the throwing a, a tennis ball. Or okay. No. Ball. Okay. Tennis ball. Those small balls are awesome though. Come on. The small volleyballs are a lot of fun. For, yeah, I forget warming up with them. Yeah, that's kind of silly, I think, too. You feel like you can just chuck it. You can just whip it, but you can also pepper with it. And it's hilarious. 
We used to play kneeling volleyball in the basement of our house, dad, our house with that ball and we'd full on pound and we're playing. So anyway, I love any use of the small balls, but the toss and jump for sure is something that I see guys doing too. Like the guys do that too, right, Josh? Oh yeah. Like is somebody telling them to do that or is that just a thing? I feel like a coach must've passed it on that it's like tradition. I, I, I definitely didn't instruct them to do it. I don't know where it came from. So people just do it. Like it's a culture thing. Really intense. Like they, they really hit hard at each other. Like like really intense. (laughs) So what the hell are they doing? (laughs) They're pounding it at each other and jumping like 10 feet apart. (laughs) Yes. And then you have to run to get the ball. And I'm like, why are you doing this? I love that. I love that. Hey, I got to tell you guys something. I'm going to pull something out from old school. Now, this is a first. This is an original thing that really happened. And well, what, now you no, got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, no, no, 100%. Uh, back in the day, we'd be playing beach volleyball for years before the first ABP event came close enough so that somebody could go to it. And who went to the first ABP tournament in 1982? May Drakic. So we go to this AVP tournament. I knew this was going to be about you, by the way. No, no, no. But well, it's it's I'm bringing something. You talk about warming up. That's yeah. No, got it. Sorry, don't let me interrupt. I'm just yeah. So before we went down there to see this to participate in this tournament, when you were warming up to hit, you just throw the ball at your partner, and your partner would set you, and you'd spike it down and go, "Hey, that's good," and then you run after it. Come throw it to your partner he'd set you and you'd spike it down and that's that's how you warmed up but then we saw the californian guys they'd toss it to their partner he'd spike it back at them they'd dig it up then he'd set them then they'd hit it it was like oh yeah that's cool that is so Yeah, dude, that's California, bros. That's next level. Drakeage and I, after that first tournament in 1982, we bring it back and we say, hey, to all the guys who play, this is what you do. You don't just toss your partner and he sets you. How lame is that? (laughs) Who does that? That's so uncool. You gotta, you get it tossed to you, you hit it back at them, they dig it, they set you, and then you put it down and it was like, whoa. And something as simple like that that everybody does was a first. So when we asked SJ about what she doesn't like about what we do here that they don't do, that prompted you to tell a story about how you started a thing that everybody still does? Well, what prompted me was... It's a great story, but... (laughs) What prompted me jumping and spiking it other at the other person. I don't know what the transitional value You know what, thank you for bringing that to Canada though, dad. I mean, I think we all owe you a debt of gratitude and Ed Drakich, both of you for bringing that home because we are way cooler now that we do that. Stop flipping back and forth from giving Mays all the credit to taking some away in a sarcastic method like that. Well, you Westerner, you. (laughs) Don't give away the premise for the show. Like you're kind of ruining my shtick here. You know what? We won't go into it too much detail because I feel like there was some more that we kind of glazed over that has just been piled up because I have a few too that we do that I think is so stupid. I'll maybe use one that'll like maybe spur on some other. That thing, when you spike it at your partner, right? So to continue on yours, people all the time stand on the sideline when they toss it to their partner and then they get hit at and they're standing on the sideline. And it's like, when do you ever stand and start your approach and footwork from on the sideline? Never. No, that's a good point. Like, just move over to the pocket where you would pass from it's and then you're doing everything what you would do in a game. But very we know we go and stand right on the sideline. The kids do it. Everybody seems to do it. Josh, you got to teach point. them not to do it. I like how quickly you guys are thinking of this. SJ, there's got to be at least one more that you're kind of like, what? What is everybody doing with Ashbridge's Bay? Um, I don't know. Well, for it, there's also something different during warm up again. And it's uh, 
that you guys hit at the same time. But when you go on tournaments, it's, it's also uh, it's also like this. So it's not that terrible. But I feel like in Quebec, it's more it's uh, more like friendly. It's like you hit, we hit. Uh, we uh, we don't like rock paper scissors. We like we have a chat around the ball. We roll it. You know. So that's. that's oh, you guys, are, you guys are into that shagging for each other, don't you? Like while the other team's hitting, you're shagging the ball. Collecting the balls. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know yes. what I'd be doing? I'd be just automatically phasering some directly. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred meters out. Go get it, sucker. Hey, thanks. Yep. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Never, like I'm, I wouldn't want to shag for my opponent like yeah, that. I'm too, Maybe I'm, you're too nice. I'm way too cool. Way too cool to shag for my partners. Or no, for yeah. my opponent, oh. I should say. <laughs> I remember when we were younger, we would come to national and then like everyone would hit at the same time and we would be like, wow, people here are, are so unfriendly and cold. They don't like shagger balls. We need to run for them. What's the people here? <laughs> and then we would be like so happy when we would play against team from Quebec because we would have like someone shagging balls for us. <laughs> I mean, you were right. Like that was still a correct statement. I mean, what is yeah. with these people there? But yeah, I don't know. It's a competition, I guess. I feel weird. Like imagine like as an adult guy, I guess like Buddy pounds it like and it bounces like and just goes. And now I'm going to shag his nice bounce. Like people are watching me do that in warm-up you know yeah, but like, there's also like a mental game like you you have to pretend you're not really like impressed by that you just like roll the ball and like go again like I'm i casually watching. roll the ball right where he's jumping to hit another one and it rolls under the ankle right <laughs> or no 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 that <laughs> yeah. we don't do you just casually pretend like this guy's exploding craters in the sand <laughs> bouncing up into your face or like he hits you with like i'd aim for them like if they're standing in the court like i'm hitting it right at them like you get pummeled but then you get pummeled you got to play it off like it didn't hurt because it wasn't that hard yeah. right yeah and of course you're giving this after you do that okay i'm getting comments from the void that i don't think are really appropriate or valid while we're recording a show here oh <laughs> Could we maybe pause pause on the peanut gallery comments? Getting comments from the gallery saying a bunch of frail male egos going on here. And I think that was a low blow. Low blow. I think she misheard uh, SJ. She thought she said sexism. sexism. (laughs) No, I think she heard that correctly and was... uh, Jumping on it. It wasn't success. It was sexism. No, it was success. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep it at that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird things we do in volleyball, isn't there? Like, what, like, yeah, there's so many weird things. I don't know, Josh. Do you like? Is there stuff that you like are telling people like, hey, this is the this is the warm up. Like, what things are actually like part of what we're onboarding people to? Like, hey, you do this. Well, I think if you were to ask our strength and conditioning coach, he does not like watching our guys, especially warm up. Because Garrett, the, the goal of warm up is to get yourself ready for for competition. So you got to get your temperature up. You got to get ready to move. Yeah. So when they like just like lay down and pretend they're like foam rolling or they get the bands out and they're doing that type of stuff. Like, oh, I hate that so <laughs> much. That to me is the, like as soon as you do that, you're one of the biggest posers on the planet. Like you go pepper and you're like, oh no, I got to do some band work here. It's like what do you like? What are you doing? But he, he, so the strength coach hates that or hates that we don't do bands. That. I think he's against the guys who take like 40 minutes to like really get loose. <laughs> like they, they kind of, it looks like they're doing something with like they're stretching, but really they're just kind of like laying down or they're on their phone. Like I think like to him, if you're focused on warm up, it shouldn't take that long. Right. So I think he gets really annoyed when people are like delaying the start of practice because they're not warm yet. Meanwhile, you just looked over and they were like texting or checking I don't know, Bitcoin for the morning or whatever they're doing. <laughs> do the women do that a lot too? Like, do you see a lot of bands out there, SJ, and like the foam roller? The foam roller on the sand, by the way. <laughs> that yeah. kills me. What are you doing? Well, maybe not the foam roller, but like the... Yeah, no, that is a tool that is meant to not go on the ground <laughs> so you can use it. But the foam roller is meant to go on the ground. Now you're on the sand using it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, I oh. think 
Well, I think there's a lot of girls using bands, actually, when I think uh, about it. I sometimes use bands, but not always. But for 40 minutes? Not for 40 minutes. I mean, sometimes it's a long day. You don't want to warm up for 40 minutes. (laughs) Especially if if we play best uh, uh, three out of five. Yeah, we're playing best three out of five to 15. (laughs) So you actually got to get a bit of band and foam roller in between sets on the sand, off the court, <laughs> between sets is what you got to do. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I used to hate, but I used to love when the 10 minutes was, you know, when it was 10 minutes before the game. So the coaches have to get off the court, but I used to hate, like whenever I was out there, say warming up uh, Jamie and Christina, just as an example, or I'd be serving at them. And then, you, you know, you do some defensive things and then, and then when it came to having to hit the ball into the block, you know, there were some guys that were coaching women's teams that they'd be tossing up full jump, full spike into the, and they, they actually looked really good at doing it. Right. Really and, good at getting slammed. Well, yeah, but yeah. it, 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 yeah, they could jump and hit it and right into the block and, and the, their warm-up looks are good. I used to hate it when they were doing that because I was thinking, oh, look at that guy just showing his, <laughs> You're showing, thinking that's not me. That I probably would have liked to have been able to do it, but right. I, I couldn't <laughs> jump anymore. And so I'm just there, some guy trying to hit it into <laughs> the block. It was just... You know, so, it, it, it was funny in, in, in volleyball, but hitting the ball into the blocker's hands like that, I guess a couple, but, you know. There I, is I, a lot of fun stuff with the coach being out there pre-game that people do that is, is kind of funny. I'm curious, Dad, because I know, like, your underhand is deadly because your yeah. overhand, you got that bum wing and you used to go <laughs> underhand. It's got a deadly float, but it comes from a low point, right? Like, you're holding it low when you hit it. So, I'm curious, did you ever pummel the back of one of an opponent's head when serving to your team? No, no, no. No. Not once? Well, no, because like you said, I've I've got significant control. Oh, okay, yeah. It was so uh, good. (laughs) No, never never did. But, you know, that whole warm-up, you're right. It's almost like, uh, you know, and I, I, I so looked forward to it. Okay, time's up. Get off. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> You're tired in those 10 minutes. <laughs> well, not tired, but it was like, okay, you know, enough is enough. But everybody yeah. felt they needed it, right? Like, you know, because it, it, everybody else is doing it. You need it. You know, and, uh, it's, it's, it, it was a bizarre concept. I always laugh when they had those young guys, like, doing the warm-up for – like a women's team or something. And the guy's like stepping back to the line, going to rip a spincer oh, yeah. and just crushes it in the net or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you're helping no one right now. Yeah. You're making this, uh, t- you're making this bad for everybody. And everybody watched you just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your coach out there with the SJ sometimes? Like, and you have the grand slam or the tournaments to get the warm up. Like, do you do that a lot? Or is it mostly just you and your partner? It's more, well, I never had like a, well, it's mostly me and my partner, and uh, it made me. It reminded me that when we were in Netherlands, uh, there were no warm-up courts, and there every game we played was always like late, and the ref would only let us two minutes warm-up on the on the court. So we that's terrible. Have, like, that's terrible. We had time for like two hits each, and then maybe one serve, and then we would have to start, and then we were like on the chair ready like to go play a game and we were like okay uh we're not ready but we can do this and then it made me realize well i don't need 10 minutes warm-up because we did great and it was only like two minutes each time (laughs) well that's kind of a cool realization like why do we warm up for like an hour then if if two minutes will do and we'll still play well well you draw the comparison to tennis. I was in shock when I was watching the U.S. Open and watching uh, Djokovic. He was he was warming up and on that practice court. Like I don't know if it was an hour before his three hour match. Like it, yeah, he's turning his yeah. three hour match into a four hour match. He was out there forever, and I was I was like, wow, that. That's a long time, but working on things, right? Like, see, you know what I do like though about that style is because when those guys in table tennis and tennis, when they get out to the court, they 
like the guys and girls, they warm with up with each other. It's a singles game. Like who who's going to hit it back if not your opponent, right? Correct. So they kind of warm with each other. And I don't know if you watch the Olympics, the table tennis, they're highly efficient with their warm up. I don't know if you noticed, but it's like, okay, yep, your forehand, my forehand. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, yep, back in. Boom, 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 boom. And then, okay, yeah, now we're ready to go. Like, maybe we could introduce something like that in volleyball. Like, hey, let's get a little cooperative warm up going here as a little handshake before the game. We don't need those coaches. Like, we'll do a little, like, maybe play it. I don't know, like, play a few rallies. Yeah, rally. Why don't we do that? Run a rally. Yeah, that would be, that would be cool, but that, that you'd never get that adopted. I feel it's something we would be more likely able to do in Quebec than in Ontario, but <laughs> again, not so subtle job. <laughs> I agree with you fully. Definitely in Ontario, because everybody in Ontario, they just don't like the other provinces. They're rude. They're kind of stuck up. Whoa. They're unwelcome. Oh <laughs> gosh. Johnny must not have listened to last week's episode because it was a lot of the same. It was coming from the uh, the, the Westerners, though. So oh, did you not? Okay. Yeah, you didn't listen a lot. You don't who listen was, to the stuff I do, on? Dad. Like who I mean, uh, uh, Ben Saxton and Craig Moore. So Ben representing Alberta, and Craig is a big shooter in the in the kids scene in Vancouver. Okay, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, good on those guys because they're from there. Now, who stole my Garrett? <laughs> Well, nobody stole me. I'm out here because it's just, a, you know, it's just a more welcoming and immersive volleyball community. No, that's okay. that's that's not why at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not why at all. But, but that's okay. That's okay. That's all I right told to I that. told everybody that I'm ready to just bury Ontario after I leave. Last yeah. episode actually was our most successful episode on YouTube. So thank you to all the uh, watchers who went on there to check it out. We also had our first few comments. And as we kind of reach the end of the show, maybe it's a good exercise to get into, Josh, just to thank the people who we actually know are listening and watching the show, because clearly my biological father doesn't. And so just to actually thank the people who do. Well, it's I, it's a bit of a shot at your marketing. Like, here I am, your biological <laughs> father. That's true. Even, Our marketing must even, suck if I can't even get my dad to watch yeah, I the didn't, show. I didn't even know you had a show. So Right. Yeah. Know. Okay. I, yeah. Touche. I mean, burn, burn back at me. Yeah. Um, but Lisa Tam reached out because we were joking at the end of last episode that nobody listens to the end and that nobody makes it to the end and it doesn't matter what we say. And she kind of called it out and said, damn, I guess I'm that one person that made it to the end, which, uh, so oh, we do have to be careful what we say here at the Lisa end Tam. because, there's uh, Lisa Tam. there's at least one person listening. We know. So thank you. Lisa. Thanks, Lisa, Logan for commenting. Also texted me Garrett to say that he also made it to the end. So who? That, that was, that was appreciated. Uh, do, have you heard of Logan men? Does that mean? No, I have no idea who that is. I love um, Logan men. Hi Logan. A shout out to Logan. Mann. Yeah, no, I, we don't know who that is on this, on this show. So <laughs> I think we maybe need more information, but, uh, Tell him next time to comment on YouTube or to maybe subscribe and leave a five-star review on the podcast. Because, I mean, that's actually something that actually helps us. The texts are nice, but gets us no further. I think he's probably your next beach partner. Him or reunited with Maverick, who's out there. So Interesting. See, that was not a thought that was put forward when we were discussing last week, me jumping back into the scene. What if I just take the top guy and try to get him to play with me? That would be... Because they were saying he's the top guy. Who is? Logan. Okay, well, there you go. I'm, I, see, I was also saying, though, that I'm in no shape. So you're talking about a 22, 24, 26, 24, 15, 13 match. I can't even make it through five points, let alone 100 points. So, I mean, good for you. Like, can we just say that of the four of us we're talking about volleyball, you're the one actually out there doing it, SJ. I mean, well done. Now, next time you got to get a win in the main draw, though. Like, come on. Yeah. Qualifying, you qualified, yeah. that's enough. Okay, we did it. Let's get a freaking win in the main draw, right? I agree. I agree. We also had a comment from somebody named BC. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's just the province of BC commenting on our YouTube channel. Maybe not, but said, I also made it at the end two times. I paused three times through the, uh, through the episode. So maybe that is, it's a long, it's a lot of content to consume. So thank you for listening. If this is your third time pausing the show, I mean, thanks for coming back. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not sure that it's worth it, but we appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's definitely worth it being here with SJ. I, I, if I knew she was on the show, I'd, I'd come back, but 
you know, you two guys. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I've, I've heard your stories before, but to hear a new story from SJ has been uh, quite interesting. Well, I mean, that's kind of what you could get also from just listening to the show as well. Like, I mean, it is an option, dad. Like you could just listen to the other people we have on the show. I mean, yeah, we'd love to have SJ back. I mean, it's always tough when we have somebody who's like clearly smarter and more articulate than us. That's a tough person to invite back. Like it, for me, I like to just bury the people who come on. But so it might be a challenge, SJ, but we we appreciate we appreciate the elevation. But uh, I don't know. This is how the show kind of goes and ends. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you were asking SJ. I know what you think. You've been on like 10 times. We That's can't get rid saying. of you. That's why I didn't say anything. I'm waiting yeah. for her to answer. Yeah, I didn't really know what to say. but I No, think, you're speechless. Yeah. You're speechless. <laughs> I get it. But yes. I, I think this, this show is really good. It's good for volleyball. I mean, like the most, the, the more we talk about volleyball, the more people is going to play it. So I think it's really good that you guys do it and the, that there's some commitment for our sport. So like, thank you. Thank you to you guys for having this, like, and on a really consistent basis. It's, I think it's impressive. Well, now, thank you for picking up on my fishing for compliments there. I also really appreciate that. So, I mean, it's come full circle. I, I, I love how that's gone. I mean, Josh, I mean, what else do we have to say? I mean, I feel like it's been a great episode. Should we just end it? Like, we I think we should end it. I can't wait for our Quebec numbers to absolutely spike because we had a Quebec icon, Sarah Jean, on the show. So now our Quebec numbers can boost a little bit. Maybe they should comment, Garrett, so we know what they're out there. Because right now, like... When Logan sends me a message, it's like, yeah, we know he's been on the show. He listens. But maybe we should hear from some other people like Lisa. Pasadena, that's great stuff. Yeah, and feel free to comment in French as well because je peux parler un petit peu français. Um, J'ai étudié la français uh, dans l'école. Je m'excuse pour ma terrible accent. Um, so there, there it is there. My little French there at the end. Nobody understood what I said. Um, I did. did. <laughs> nice yes that's a win um so thank you guys for coming on the show thank you for listening again sharp cuts on youtube the podcast five stars like comment subscribe all that thanks for watching and we'll see you next time <laughs>